0: Welcome to a brand new episode of the Jam Pack Report, today for November the 14th of 2019. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams, and this is a daily gaming news podcast meant to bring you the hottest stories from around the industry, five days a week, Monday through Friday, on YouTube and podcast services around the world. Of course, if you enjoy the show, you like what you see, hit that follow button, hit that subscribe button, hit whatever button you need to hit to get the show delivered to you every single weekday. But with that being said, today we have some entertainment news to dive into, because Netflix's The Witcher series has already been renewed for a season two ahead of season one's debut in December then Mark Wahlberg is back on the Uncharted movie project not as Nathan Drake this time oh no that's still Tom Holland instead he is going to be filling the role of Victor Sullivan aka Sully the legendary grandpa figure from the Uncharted franchise you could say father figure I say grandpa figure However, John Carmack is going to be leaving Oculus to work on human-like artificial intelligence. Rare, reportedly, has a brand new IP set to debut, potentially today, if not later this week. Then, Red Dead Redemption 2 players are going to be getting some goods because of the hardships of the PC space. And finally, another tester is being sued yet again by Epic Games after leaking info about Fortnite Chapter 2 a few months back. But that is the lineup for today's show, and as always, I hope you enjoy what I bring to the table. But without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in into it first off netflix's the witcher series is already getting a second season yennefer no if you'll need another one Ah, the guys. We've not been graced with season one of Netflix's live-action take on The Witcher novels yet, but already the series has been renewed for a second season. The news comes directly from showrunner Lauren Hisrich, who revealed on Twitter earlier today that Geralt, Yennefer, and Ciri will be back for more adventures in season two. I could not be more proud of what the amazing cast and crew of The Witcher have accomplished her continued, and I can't wait for the world to dig in and enjoy these stories with us. According to Variety, The Witcher's second season will, like the first, consist of eight episodes. It's due to begin production in London early next year for release in 2021. Season one of The Witcher, which stars Henry Cavill as Geralt of Rivia, Anya Shalotra as Yennefer and Freya Allen as Ciri, comes to Netflix on the 20th of December of 2019 you can get a taste of what's in store for Geralt and Chums in the official trailer, which is of course on the official Netflix YouTube account, which reassuringly remembers to add a bit of bathtub alongside all of the monster bopping as well. So, of course, for those that don't know, the debut, uh, whenever the news first broke, was received with mixed reception from the overall community. Everybody said that uh, Henry Cavill's take on Geralt looked kind of strange right off the bat because of the way uh, that they had kind of framed the shot whenever they first showed off a screenshot or an image uh, showing off him in costume. Uh, But as time went on, everybody kind of forgot about it. Then this giant trailer comes out. Lo and behold, doesn't look too bad. I'm pretty excited about the show myself. Of course, if you don't know exactly what kind of stories you are going to be diving into, no one does, because these are not based off of anything that has been told in the games. Uh, This is all diving back into the book, into the lore, and so this is going to be fresh content if you are a hardcore Witcher fan, which is something hardcore Witcher fans are going to be into. Of course, we've seen more reports uh, where it's not really going to be trending more towards the magic side of things, more so towards the horror side of things, the absolute disgust and terror that comes whenever you see some of the monsters in the world of The Witcher. But nonetheless, exciting to see that The Witcher is already getting a second season. Of course, it is a bit of a ways off, all things considered, but I suppose any kind of positive PR you can generate ahead of the release of Season 1 is probably going to be needed in this case. So, if you were a fan of The Witcher, then not only are you going to be getting Season 1 which launches on Netflix on the 20th of December, just about one month away actually, you will be getting season two sometime in 2021. However, we could also be seeing the Uncharted movie in 2021 because who knows when that will come out. Uh, But Mark Wahlberg joins Tom Holland in the Uncharted movie. This is coming to us from Variety in an exclusive article. Mark Wahlberg is in final talks to co-star with Tom Holland in Uncharted, Sony's upcoming adaptation of the hit video game. Travis Knight, known for Bumblebee, is directing the movie that follows Nathan Drake, a treasure hunter who journeys across the world to uncover various historical mysteries. Wahlberg will portray Victor Sully Sullivan, an American treasure hunter, fortune seeker, and businessman, as well as a friend, mentor, and father figure to Drake. Holland is set to play Drake. Ironically, Wahlberg was originally on board to play Drake years ago when David O. Russell was first directing the adaptation. With Sony transforming the project into an origin story, Wahlberg wanted to return to the movie in some capacity. Rafe Judkins is pinning the script with a team of Art Markham and Matt Holloway. The gaming series, which began in 2007 with Uncharted Drake's Fortune, was created by developer Naughty Dog and published by PlayStation. It has sold more than 41 million copies to date. Charles Roven and Alex Gardner are producing the film through Atlas Entertainment, as well as Abhi Arad and Aria Arad through Arid Productions. Sony's PlayStation Productions, headed by Assad Kizilbash and Carter Swan, will also have a hand in producing. Kizilbash and Swan will serve as executive producers on Uncharted, the first true partnership between PlayStation Productions and Sony pictures uncharted continues a busy year for Wahlberg, who stars next in netflix's thriller wonderland and a24's family drama good joe bell he is currently in production on paramount's fantasy movie infinite he is repped by wme and leverage and so uh first off i feel like i nailed all of those very uh complex names very happy about that myself through the reading of the article Uh, but when it comes to the news itself we'll dive into that I don't know about this one. It depends on exactly what age we are talking about here. Of course, Tom Holland, known for his portrayal of Peter Parker's Spider-Man, is certainly going to be a pretty good fit for a young Nathan Drake. But if we're aiming for the late teenage years, I suppose I could see Mark Wahlberg. Of course, uh, makeup and CGI can do a lot of things. But in my opinion, Mark Wahlberg isn't old enough to really be a Sully figure. Uh, Again, it depends on what era we are trying to focus in on. Now, of course, in some of the later Uncharted games, we did get a look at young, young Nathan Drake, like very young uh, 12 to 13-year-old Nathan Drake, uh, but... This seems to be aiming more towards the maybe uh, late teens, early 20s kind of Drake, which would put Sully generally around, I suppose, 45, 50-ish, somewhere around there. So potentially Mark Wahlberg could be a good fit. Uh, But I suppose we will just have to wait and see. Again, I don't know that there's any kind of release date uh, for this film, but if you have big names like Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland on board, you've got some people that have eyes on this project without a doubt. Now, this news comes in the wake of Sony kind of refinagling how they are approaching movies, opening up an entirely new section of Sony uh, to focus on adapting their gaming IP to other types of IP, whether it be TV or movie. Uh, So, that's very exciting to see, and hopefully the Uncharted movie does shape up to be the experience that honors the world of Uncharted, created by Naughty Dog. But John Carmack is taking a step back at Oculus to work on human-like A.I., Six years ago, John Carmack left the company he founded, id Software, to join Oculus VR as its chief technology officer and push forward the future of virtual reality tech. Today, the engineer behind many developments in 3D gaming has announced that a new consulting CTO role at Oculus is what he will be doing and... He will only be consuming a modest slice of his time. Instead, he is turning his focus to artificial general intelligence, or AI, that can pick up intellectual tasks like human being does. That's in contrast to the AI you see today, which is usually a very narrowly focused set of algorithms built for a specific task. In 2014, Carmack told Engadget that the prime motivation behind his decision to join Oculus was the development of Samsung's Gear VR headset. Since then, VR growth has happened in fits and starts with less focus on mobile platforms. Also, Oculus was acquired by Facebook, and there was a protracted legal battle with ZeniMax, the company that acquired id Software after he left, over the copyright to VR Code. Oculus founder Palmer Luckey and other executives have left the company since Facebook took over, following a pattern seen at its other acquisitions like WhatsApp and Instagram. Still, Carmack suggests he will continue to have a role with Oculus, and similar to the shift that brought him to the company, it seemed inevitable that he would move on to another field at some point after 3D engines and aerospace work. According to his Facebook post, the alternative was cost-effective nuclear fission reactors, which just aren't suitable for working from home and so we have uh, a genius in the tech industry moving on to work on general ai uh, which for me is pretty terrifying honestly just to imagine the mind of john carmack is going to be helping create robots that can adapt to every situation and can actually think oh no it's going to be like terminator but all of that to the side the future we'll focus on that when we get there uh, i also know This move for Mr. Carmack is coming just one week after he said that the pace at which VR was moving was too slow for his liking. Uh, And to be fair, it is moving at a pretty slow pace. Uh, Now, the improvements that have been made in recent years. The technology uh, revolution that has come in through the VR industry is something that should definitely be considered because it is very impressive when you consider just how big uh, VR has gotten over the years and how we have gone from having uh, giant rigs that can run very low resolution VR experiences to what we have today where we do have wireless tech. We do have mobile VR tech that is quality. The industry is really booming around virtual reality right now but also not quite where John Carmack wanted to be. Uh, So for him to move on, that's his own decision, all things considered. He is going to be perfectly fine, but it's good to hear that he is going to be a consulting chief technology officer uh, with Oculus because, again, it is cool to be able to tap back into the source and say, hey, what do you think about this? How do you feel about that? Do you think this project is worth doing? That kind of thing. Uh, But hopefully he has a fantastic career, and hopefully we don't get taken over by the uh, giant robot army of the future thanks to John Carmack. He could be the one the Terminator is sent back to get. You never know. Uh, but today, let's talk about video games because Rare is reportedly going to announce a new IP this week. Rare will announce a new IP at xo 19 this week, according to games industry analyst and reputable tipster Daniel Amad. Amad added that Obsidian, a studio still white-hot after the recent release of The Outer Worlds, will bring a new IP of its own to Microsoft's show, which will also reportedly feature new Game Pass details and a raft of 2020 release dates. Rare's latest game, a remake of Battletoads, was prominently featured at Microsoft's E3 2019 presser, and Sea of Thieves is still a major player for Xbox Live and Game Pass. Beyond that, Rare has been especially key studio for Microsoft in the current and previous console generations. From its raft of Kinect games to Viva Pinata to the Rare Replay Collection, It wouldn't be surprising to see Rare make an appearance at XO19, but if a mod's right, the studio's upcoming announcement will be something totally unexpected. We're talking about an all-new IP, so there's really no telling what Rare has in store. Likewise, it's unclear how this mystery game will fit into Microsoft's release schedule. We are starting to see PS5 and Xbox Project Scarlet Projects crop up, and it's possible Rare will announce something for Microsoft's next-gen platform. That said, it could also be one for 2020 to round out Xbox One's lineup. Microsoft has spent a lot of time and money beefing up its Xbox game studio's roster, especially in the past two years, and mod reports that even with next-gen around the corner, XGS have approximately half a dozen titles scheduled to ship in 2020 prior to the Scarlet launch. We know when XO19 kicks off on Thursday, November the 14th. Uh, so, This is very exciting because, of course, Rare uh, had a hit on their hands with Sea of Thieves, a bit rough out of the gate, but as time has gone on and updates have come and the community has rallied around the game, uh, it's improved in a big, big way. Uh, But also, you have to remember the pedigree of Rare itself. I mean, they established the modern-day platformer by working on games uh, that are in the Donkey Kong franchise, and on top of that, uh, you also have stuff like, of course, Banjo-Kazooie, a lot of games they have helped uh, make into a reality that have helped shape various parts of the industry. But what are they going to announce? Again, you can't really pin down any kind of specific name or genre or anything like that, Uh, but what will it be on? That's the bigger question. In my opinion, the more exciting announcements are those that are not going to be on the current gen. The next gen games are what will really push the Envelope and see uh, where we can take the next gen. Of course, these cross generational titles, like everything Ubisoft has coming down uh, their pipe right now, those are nice for those that already have gaming consoles right now. And of course, they can upscale onto the next gen. But if you really want to push the boundaries and the limits of what is possible, you have to fully embrace the new hardware. And you see that by comparing games like Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag to Assassin's Creed Odyssey. The game itself, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, phenomenal game. It was held back by the fact that it was on the last generation as well as on PS4 and Xbox One. As time went on, you began to see them getting away from the last generation and fully embracing the new generation hardware. And so then you have Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It came out a couple of years later. And overall, it is a mind-bogglingly huge experience. The amount of depth, The amount of world to explore. There is so much to do in the world of Assassin's Creed Odyssey uh, that that simply wouldn't have been possible back in the day on the Xbox 360 and the PS3. And now the PS4 and the Xbox One are going to be the new PS3 and Xbox 360. Uh, So we will see just what happens at XO19. Of course, that kicks off today. I will be watching the keynote, not live, just watching it while at work. Uh, But excited to see what comes. And again, as we inch closer and closer to the next generation reveal, I can't help but get ever so excited about what microsoft has coming down the pipe however if you are playing red dead redemption 2 right now i have good news and bad news for you the bad news is some people still are having issues the good news is some patches are coming the great news is that you are going to be getting some freebies uh, now i could read through this entire article right here because they talk about patch 1.14 and all of this other uh good stuff but essentially Uh, Players found a workaround, now Rockstar is fixing it, we've got it, it's all good to go, updates come as the game rolls out, but... As a sorry and thanks to PC players for the hassles, anyone who plays Red Dead Redemption 2 this week and through the holiday season will be given a Red Dead Online bonus bundle that will include a Prieto poncho, provisions, and ammo. Details on that will be announced later, but Rockstar also urged players having troubles with Red Dead Redemption 2 to hit up the troubleshooting page on its support site. And of course, they will take a look at the PC performance later today on PC Gamer and let you know just how the new patch works. Uh, But I did want to mention this just in case those that were having issues wanted to get some freebies. Uh, Again, this is going to be detailed later, but it looks like you will be getting a nice little poncho and some stuff to use in Red Dead Online. But, uh, of course, we talked last week about Red Dead Redemption 2's PC launch issues. And although some people came back and said, hey, Sam, nothing's wrong with my game. Other people I've seen online are having tons of issues. It kind of depends on the kind of rig that you are running. Uh, But, of course, optimization is a rolling goal uh, for a lot of companies. And it looks like Rockstar is no exception to that. So hopefully we will be getting a more uh, complete version of Red Dead's online experience or Red Dead Redemption 2's PC experience over the coming weeks as more updates roll out, but again, not a bad game right now, just needs a couple of tweaks here and there, a fine experience on PC. And finally, to round out today's show, another tester is being sued by Epic Games for leaking Fortnite Chapter 2. I wanted to leave you guys with a little bit of a message, a little bit of a heartfelt uh, memento, just a little uh, thing to remember throughout your life. Epic Games has taken more legal action against the people that revealed secrets of Fortnite Chapter 2 ahead of the game's reset. The Canadian press reports the company filed a claim in the Quebec Superior Court last month against Lucas Johnson, a game tester who worked in Keyword Studios' Montreal branch. Court documents found by the publication collect- James Johnson took a screenshot of the new content from the game while testing it on August the 30th. On September the 12th, the image appeared on an official user forum for Fortnite competitions, over a month ahead of Fortnite Chapter 2's launch on October the 15th. An internal investigation by Keyword Studios reported traced the origins of the image to Johnson, who was spotted taking the screenshot on a security camera, and of course he was fired on September the 13th. The core document claims Johnson has admitted to taking the screenshot and emailing it to himself, but says he doesn't know how it came to be posted on the forum. The investigation by Keywords found that the user who had posted it had three friends in common with an account linked to Johnson's email. Epic Games claims the leak deprived us of the element of surprise for Chapter 2 as well as alerting competitors to its plans and affecting its reputation among peers. The company is claiming Johnson violated his non-disclosure agreement and wants unspecified damages of over $85,000. Last month, that emerged Epic Games has also filed a lawsuit against another tester, Roland Skies, who allegedly broke his NDA by leaking several details about Fortnite Chapter 2, I will say, across various Twitter accounts as well. And so, as always, I want to remind you that if you sign an NDA, regardless of what you're doing, how about we not disclose anything? You know, like, as detailed in the non-disclosure agreement. If you don't want to pay $85,000 to Epic Games then you probably shouldn't do the crime. So, of course, I understand where they're coming from with this because it's the same exact scenario as leaks ahead of E3. Of course, as somebody who reports on gaming news, your boy loves a good leak. But at the same time, you do have to remember, there are teams of people, there are companies that are banking on this kind of announcement uh, that are trying to do it in the way that they want to. They're trying to absolutely nail down the experience they want the fans to have. And for you to come out and just post a screenshot or to share tons of information about the upcoming announcement that's crippling to somebody's business model, potentially, depending on how it goes. Of course, Epic nothing can cripple Fortnite at this point. The game is on the decline, but nothing can cripple it right now. Uh, But still, don't share tons of information like this because you will end up getting caught, especially if you are working for a company that can do internal investigations. Have you ever talked to one of the IT guys at your company? Oh my God, they know everything. Uh, But with that being said, just as a reminder, you don't cheat and you certainly don't leak inside information. But with that being said, that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. If you enjoyed this one, drop me a like down below if you are watching on YouTube, or if you are listening on podcast services, be sure to subscribe on a podcast feed of your choosing, and you can always follow on medium.com slash Pack report. Of course, links to all of that and more down below, but until tomorrow, have a phenomenal rest of your day. I will talk to you soon, and peace.